Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. All right. Hey, Care, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? Good. It's been a pretty good day. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. So we're recording on a Saturday, which is unlike us. Normally we fit this into our weekday schedule. So this is a nice uh, departure. Yeah, but we turned our hangout into a weekend plan. We did. And went on a little road trip of our own. We did. Road trip beers. We went on a road trip and uh, here we are recording. So tonight... We are going to talk about uh, and drink some beer from West Sixth Brewing um, out of Kentucky. So, and uh, we'll talk about some some toys coming up into the you know holiday season and things like that. So, yeah, not <laughs> just toys, but interesting toys. But yes. we'll get to that. Yes, so, yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah, and this open... brewery that I get wrong? Well, now like three times west fifth? sixth sixth yes. she saw it in my face she could <laughs> see did. that i was gonna I say the wrong it's 501 street. west sixth street is their address <laughs> so it's west sixth but let's open this first one and then we can talk a little bit about it so uh donka chain oktoberfest is what we're going to drink tonight it says donka prost uh, it's very, you know, October-y, so let's, let's open this one and... I can do that. october sounds good, right? Yeah, I have not, uh, full disclosure, I have not had any beer from them. I picked up beer um, when we were in Louisville. Thank you. And I have not drank anything from this brewery, so... Uh, so let's give this one a shot. Did you try it when you were out there, or do you didn't? Did you just stop by? No, I just went to a bottle shop um, and picked okay. up some beer and some bourbon, and you know, went in Louisville. Bourbon is the is the king, but they still have quite a few breweries down there. Cool. So me and my husband went on a quick little, very short road trip uh, <laughs> without the kids to get away for a couple nights, and uh, came back with some beer and some drinks and. Some things. So let's give this a shot. What do you think? I really like it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good. I, you know, I don't know if it's that we're just like a little bit past the like Oktoberfest period of the year. Ooh. But this is just like, man, it is really hitting the spot. This like is. it tastes really good, right? It's got some really good like flavors to it yeah. almost. Like it's not I'm I'm getting I really like it. I really right? like it a lot, actually. I know. And I don't like, we've done Oktoberfest episodes and we've, I've drank a bunch of them, but like, I don't always love them. Right. But this one really just like, you're right. It hits the spot for some reason. It's good. It's really good. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't even mm. know how to describe it other than by just saying that it tastes really good. It's so the just front really tastes tasty. very Oktoberfesty, but yes. like on the back, if you let it savor for a little, I feel, feel like I get 
more flavors than just that. It's more flavorful Oktoberfest than I'm used to. Almost like a f- little bit of a fruity or a something to it. Like there's something hmm. more going on here. It doesn't, I mean, it's just a seasonal release. It's a lager uh, inspired by our fish growing neighbor's food chain. I'll explain all of that. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Time goes on. Hence the Donka chain, not Donka Shane. Okay. Well, as we drink this Oktoberfest, which is very good, let's talk a little bit about West Sixth. Sixth. It's hard to say. It's like sea. I think that's why I keep thinking she sells it's fifth. seashells. Okay. Because I'm like, well, that's a lot easier to say. Yeah. No fair. Which is not. Yeah, them, no, 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 <laughs> true. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. they uh, started in 2012. They're on 501 West 6th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, the founders bought um, a 100-year-old building that had 90,000 square feet that was an old bread company. Uh, they bought the massive building, and they knew that they weren't going to need all the space um so they essentially developed it into like a unique mis- mixed use development and they call it the bread box hmm. but the bread box has um a bunch of other vendors there so there's a distiller there's a bike shop there's a roller derby team okay there's a farmer's market a coffee roaster and there's this place called food chain and food chain has like um raised tilapia there they've got different like greens they've got a variety of different like salads fish um things like that that are essentially it's like they called it like an indoor farm almost Um, okay so that's one of the vendors that's there so hence why it says inspired by their fish growing neighbors food chain they're one of the places that are in this bread box that they bought i like that Um, that's a cool little like co-op type yeah environment they're super like if you read up on their website and different things like they're super into like sustainability and community um most of their their tap room was and their bar was from reclaimed wood the stools the actual bar stuff like that the sixth of the month they do of every month they do sixth for a cause and they donate six percent of their profits every sixth of the month to charity. Wow. Um, so like That's they're awesome. super into that. But then in addition to that, so they've got their first place in 2012 um, in Lexington. They opened a second tap room in Lexington in 2016. Uh, and then they actually bought a um, 120-acre farm in Frankfort, Kentucky. And they also opened a location in Louisville huh. in 2020. And Again, going with the old building, it's an 120-year-old carriage house um, on Market Street. So super old, 9,000 square feet or something like that, I think. Wow. So, um, And then they also just opened a new retail venue in Newport, Kentucky this year out of a shipping container. So it's awesome. in this like courtyard and they serve just like the tap room out of a shipping container so <laughs> they're so reusing cool. re you know all the stuff in the farm so it's a 120 acre farm there's two cows a flock of chickens beehives bunch of apple trees they've got a, like a 325 
um, row hop yard. Um, so then a bunch of other plants, they have blackberries and raspberries and sour oh. cherries. So a, a lot of the things that they grow on the farm are actually used to flavor their beers and the hops they use to, to make their beers. And then all of the byproduct from the brewing process that is still has nutrients in it goes back to feed the kettle and the chickens on the farm. So awesome. they're like, you know, speaking and actually doing like that sustainability that they really believe in. So that's really um, interesting. It's a super like interesting kind of, uh, and they've grown a ton. I mean, they only opened in 2012. The fact that they have three, essentially three, three f- almost four tap rooms, yeah. because the farm also has a tap room. Oh wow! So it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's become a social hub because huh. there's not a lot there, and so there's a tap oh. room there. Yeah. They also do tours of the farm. Like all kinds of stuff they're looking at. And I don't know if they started it, but they are doing event space and stuff like that. So like that's a huge amount of growth in not that many years. So yeah, so pretty cool. Um, They actually are more known for their IPAs when they first started in 2012. They only had four beers now they've got like 20 or something like that and they have seasonal releases and stuff um they actually won a world beer cup bronze medal for one of their ipas so like they're they're a legit company but they only distribute in kentucky and cincy okay yeah wow and they have no plans right now to expand Expand. distribution yeah so you're not going to get this unless you're down there which is part of why i was like well might as well try it because if i'm not in kentucky i'm probably not going to find it so yeah, so anyway, so West 6th Brewing, if you're anywhere in the Kentucky, Louisville, Lexington area, there's a bunch of places you can get it at, and they do sell it at restaurants and obviously bottle shops and stuff there, but um, not outside of that area. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought they were they were kind of yeah. cool. Well, and Different. we're pleasantly surprised by this Oktoberfest. I am. Great. I, I really mean, am. You know. I actually really like this. This is a great, we're a past halloween and past october fest exactly but we're still in fall we're before thanksgiving it feels very it feels very thanksgivingy yeah yeah i think that's a really good uh Mm -hmm. you know you say it's more of like a fuller october to me it is maybe that's what makes us thanksgiving get a little more thanksgiving than like october fest sep- yeah. and september time when you're normally drinking them mm-hmm. so yeah. and it tastes it tastes fresh it tastes good it so i mean even if we're talking yeah. about something that's about a month old i think that we uh yeah lucked out that it still tastes really it's actually good. more it was uh bottled september 18th or yeah. canned i'm sorry uh the other thing they were the first the supposedly i didn't like double check this but they claim to be the first brewery in kentucky to can their own beers Oh, so okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually for people who don't know. It's it's pretty uncommon for breweries until they get bigger to can mm-hmm. their own stuff. A lot of them, yeah. like, will just rent a canning line for the mm-hmm. day, and use it to yeah. can their product when they're going to distro it or something like that, yeah. or even package it to sell on site. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I don't think a lot of people think about the cost the involved in that. having yeah. a canning line yep. can be very high. And so, like, most of the time. That's sort of one of those like milestone things I think with right? breweries is when they reach the point where they're like, oh, by the way, we have our own canning line now. They started right away, I think like 2013 or maybe That's even cool. earlier, like pretty much very soon after they opened, they started canning their own beer. So yeah, I mean, again, the the fact that they've had that fast growth, growth and has been able to accomplish like milestones and things yeah. like that is pretty cool. But this is really good. I'm yeah, highly recommend really this good. for yeah. sure. 
Yeah. Definitely. All right. So. So speaking of unexpected, <laughs> I think that one of the things that, well, many times we've encountered situations where we've had to make decisions on, on how to handle our children mm-hmm. that we didn't expect. I know that this whole situation we've been dealing with for the last 20 or so months oh, has mm-hmm. allowed us to see things we never thought we would see as parents, for sure. Agreed, yeah. And uh, I also think that we have reached the point where we also, our children are getting a bit older. Yeah. And we're starting to rack our brains for Christmas <laughs> present ideas. Oh, yeah. And as a result, <laughs> we, uh, you know, sometimes you reach the point where you're like, uh, gee, what am I going to get my kid? And maybe I should get them, you know, like a weapon right. of some kind. No, I'm, and we we're talked, right there. You and I <laughs> spoke about the idea of talking to our kids and talking on this podcast about weapons, not toy weapons, but, you know, as... as Things, gifts for them or possessions for them that have an element of danger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that necessarily is just weapons because some of the things I thought of Mm -hmm. um, that I got growing up and that my children have gotten or will get hypothetically uh, aren't necessarily straight up like a sword. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When I was growing up, I think the most dangerous thing that I owned was probably a pogo stick. Oh, they're Actually, I feel like safe. I would less likely buy my child a pogo stick than yeah. a BB gun because I think they're much more likely to get hurt on the freaking pogo I stick. I think pogo sticks are really dangerous. And I really <laughs> actually, like I said, I really legitimately believe it was the most dangerous thing yeah. I received as a gift. And I played on that thing like crazy. I got pretty good <laughs> at it, though. So I'll say that yeah. my skill level was pretty. I wonder if I could still do it. I think that's a horrible idea. You're going to definitely that break pogo something. Stick. Your mother probably does. Yeah, she she might. The odds are good. There's a chance that it didn't survive the move. My parents moved uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. True, true. And there's a chance that that got like put in a garage sale or a fundraiser mm-hmm. of some kind mm-hmm. and didn't make the transition to the new house. It always surprises me, though, that the things that your mother does just pull out of thin air. Yeah, I really wish that I confront her about it quite regularly. And this is something that you will remember and appreciate. (laughs) I used to have a really awesome bag of dress up clothes that were actually women's clothing. Yeah. Remember? I totally remember. Cool old school vintage clothes. And that were women's clothing. Yeah, they weren't toys. We dressed up. They were clothes. Yeah. And. I, she says that she sold that bag of to- of clothes oh, wow. in a garage sale, and my heart is broken about it. Like I would totally wear that stuff. Some like, of that stuff legit. Right like you could wear that to a party. Like I know. thinking back, I know they were actual clothes. Like they, they were, were actual dresses that and women the fact wore back then. They made stuff to last. Like oh yeah yeah. I know. So I'm a little, I I bring that up on occasion to my mother and she always is just like, you got to let this go (laughs) because it's been too long. And she's like, just, you got to drop this. And I just, I grudgingly do at the time that she (laughs) says that. And then we try to move on. And obviously I have clearly, clearly not. But that was not, of course, a dangerous, um, not not dangerous. Yeah. The heels, uh, maybe. Gift. There were some shoes in there. There were <laughs> shoes in there. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, there were. We were very bad at walking in them. Anyways, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> yes. Um, I did, uh, growing up, have a real bow and arrow mm. set. 
And I do remember my dad taking me into the backyard and saying that I was allowed to practice, Mm -hmm. but that I had to be careful because if I shot the arrow over the fence, I might, and he literally said this to me, I'm not exaggerating, I might accidentally shoot the neighbor's dog with the arrow. Well, the thing is, like, in our, our houses were on top of each other. Well, and my yard was very short. Yeah. And had like a length to it. Like, true, true. Like from, yeah. from the beginning of my backyard to the end of my backyard was a short distance, but it was a longer yard yeah. um, width wise. And so that was the direction the I direction, was yeah. going when I was shooting the bow and arrow. But it did mean that I was like basically shooting directly toward my neighbor's yeah. backyard. Yeah. And fortunately for me their (laughs) garage was even Uh, with my backyard because they had one of those detached garages well it was was like like my house house. my old house we had a detached garage that was all the way to the back behind your house yep totally um yeah which never made any actual sense i think about that a lot with my husband because now you know when you've lived in a house for long enough and you've lived in two different houses that you've owned yep you start to have conversations about like what you would do if you built your own sure house. sure yeah and one of the things that i remember my parents talking about was that they didn't like the garage door to be seen from the front of the house like it's huh. a an eyesore like okay. they just didn't like that that's just the thing my dad felt sure sure and i was like well you know one way around that is to do the thing where the yeah. garage is essentially kind of behind the house right. or further back from yeah the... our, our garage was significantly placed back i mean probably a few car lengths behind yeah, our house you could foot you could yeah. fit cars between your house and oh, your garage for sure. i remember yes. that yeah. um but he was you know kind of liked the setup that we had at our house when i was growing up yeah. the house was in kind of an l shape so the garage was like at, on the side yeah. of the yeah. driveway sort of and mm-hmm. my husband and I were talking about, you know, the perfect layout. What would you do? Yeah. And I feel like, but what a pain to have your garage detached and to have to like run. In the snow, in, in the, the rain, snow. in What anything. if you like forgot something in your car yeah. when you got home from work and you have to now go back out it's into a, the garage yeah. and get the I thing. always like, once I started driving at when yeah. I lived in Worth. I always was like, this is, like, I would hate this. Like, this I always the then wanted an attached yeah. garage. You were just like, this but is yeah. not, I will not have this. No, I this. will not have this. Yeah, no, it was so, yeah. And I never, I guess I never thought about it at the time until I got older to care. But, right? Yeah. But, I mean, eventually you start to think about things like that. Yeah. And I think even though this seems, like, completely unrelated, <laughs> I think experiences like this also help you think about how you would handle yeah. things with your kids and i remember the bow and arrow the thing bow and, arrow, yeah. and i remember being really scared mm-hmm. that i was going to shoot the dog and i did shoot the arrow over the fence one time <laughs> and i was t- terrified, terrified. Oh, i'm sure and like i mentioned their garage was mm-hmm. next to our backyard yeah and when i went to find my arrow it was in between my fence and their garage like in this yep. little tiny yep. space a little space so yeah. thank god yeah i didn't kill their dog uh <laughs> or even shoot the dog it's a valid concern goodness. we um my brother again obviously we grew up in the same neighborhood but my brother had a bb gun as a kid and we had horrible neighbors like horrible they were yeah. just crotchety old man who whatever would steal he probably had a garage full of balls and toys and things that got hit over the fence and he would literally he must have just sat out there waiting for something to cover the fence because he would run out not run he would walk out 
take whatever it was and then go back in his house. I remember like, that. But anyways, he called the cops on my brother when he was like, I don't know, 10, saying he was shooting a gun at animals in our backyard. Oh my goodness. And first of all, he wasn't. But like also, I don't even know if he was shooting it. He literally was just like, he had it. My dad was showing him how to use it. And it was a BB gun. Right. It was definitely not a gun. It was what? not a pistol. Oh my it gosh. It was like, but yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like... I'm glad now that we do have a little bit more space so we don't have crazy neighbors. But, right. um, yeah, that's, I don't think I had any really dangerous things, toys or otherwise when I was a kid, honestly, like, um, even like something I could think of is like a skateboard. My brother had a skateboard. I think those things are dangerous. Yeah, like, I agree. I mean, like I remember when you told me that your son was getting a hoverboard yep. as a gift for his birthday and my son actually got one Yeah, and he happened to get his like just before yep. your son. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I haven't decided yet if this thing is like death on wheels or mm-hmm. not, just so you know. And I like told you this yeah, fair. and you were just like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, Maybe it's the sort of thing where you try it for a couple of minutes and then you get good at it right away. Yeah. And so then you're not going to like plummet. I, uh, but yeah, our oldest is the one, uh, who's autistic and who got the hoverboard and the go-kart attachment. He has used the hoverboard before, before he, we got it. And the, uh, he really likes to test out like his balance, which mm-hmm. we've seen in a variety of ways. And so the hoverboard, I think he gets a little bit more. The go kart attachment is a disaster. It's impossible, right? Because I like, can't. I could never just, get it like, to work. And it's it. His works. It's fast. Oh really? And like he just runs into the trees or like. Runs, we like, did have that problem. It just like, would like zip away. He literally like just goes, and I'm like, okay, we we need to figure out like how to maneuver this better or something. Right? But that. That piece scares me. I think the problem with the like go-kart attachment on the hoverboard Mm -hmm. is that when you're standing on the hoverboard, you have more control over going from zero to whatever max speed is. Yes. And when you're on the, when you're in the The go-kart thing, it's just just like stop and go. go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Mm -hmm. that as a result means that you don't have nearly as much control over. And my oldest doesn't have the context either. So we're like, okay, hoverboard might be the way to go. And maybe at some point he'll get better about the go-kart piece. But, and we have a lot of space in our backyard, but like, I literally was chasing him. Like we're on an acre and a quarter in our backyard and I'm like trying to run after this thing. It's fast. And I only catch him because he like runs into a tree. Right. I'm like, oh my God. Thing is fast though. Yeah. yeah. It is so fast. that also is, is dangerous. Um yeah. my twin boy is on his second dirt bike. Okay. So he had one that was a little bit smaller uh and we actually bought it used like i just saw somebody was selling it for like i don't know 50 bucks and i was like right all right i don't want to spend 400 on something if i don't know if he's gonna like it or be horrible at it or right. that i can trust him mm-hmm. to do it because like those things go faster than i can run yeah so it's not like i can chase him to go run him down so yeah. we got him a actual helmet i mean it's like it's a legit dirt bike and so the first one he outgrew pretty quick. Um, and so now he's on his second dirt bike. And we we went back and forth about whether that was a good idea, like whether oh, he sure. 
we could trust him to do it or not you know i mean he's only seven sure and he's a pretty responsible seven um and he's he's strong enough like we said you definitely can't get it because this thing's made for a 12 year old the size of it but my son is also you know a hundred pounds and well and he stood next to my 10 year old today and is like <laughs> yeah. maybe a, an inch or two smaller than right me. and they were like oh you know and my son is small for his age two inches so they're yeah. a little small for his sure. age he's yeah. so they're close yeah yeah but they're three but years different they're three years apart so, so yeah um so yeah so once my son is 12 he's going to be the size of like a 16 year old i mean but um so we were like, if you can pick it up, then we'll think about it. And right. so we had him do that. And he like picks it up with one hand. And I was like, all oh, right, geez. well. Right. Okay. Because th- that's part of the thing, though. Like if you crash, you gotta you're down. You got to be able to pick it up. Um, so he could. And we were like, okay. And you tried out the first one. You didn't, you know, whatever. Like the second week kid has it. He, Brandon's doing something. He runs straight into an evergreen tree, and our neighbor has to like run and pull him out of it. And I'm like, Oh my goodness! What happened, dude? Like, what? That's insane. We trusted you to do this. Accidents happen. Like, don't get sure, me wrong. Of it's course. not like our decision doesn't change because he ran into an evergreen tree. But mm-hmm. it's just ironic that like right after he gets it, he like crashes into something. Yeah. I'm like. Well, you know, it's funny because you had like this, you have doubts about this thing. And like, we talked a lot early in the spring, like late spring, early summer about maybe getting a trampoline. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. guys have one. Yeah. And I thought my, especially my Mm seven-year-old would really enjoy the like exercise element yeah because he's really like you saw him today he was like i'm gonna run around this table 37 times because i need to get some exercise he did he went up to 50 he's like yeah all right i'm at 35 i'm gonna do 50 just running around just running around in a circle okay you do you likes to burn energy he was supposed to have a soccer game today and we didn't go to it so right yeah so i but i i totally get the yeah so like the desire for that like okay well we get this trampoline it was sort of similar to the argument to get the pool yeah. is that it's just like a great way to get some exercise, yeah. burn some energy to go outside mm-hmm. um, without having to like physically go somewhere or pay admission to go yes. somewhere or whatever yes. or worry about being around a crowd. And mm-hmm. since people care a lot more about those things than they yeah. used to, that mattered. Totally. And uh, I had a, we had a couple of trampoline experiences. Mm-hmm. And every time he would get on a trampoline, mm-hmm. he would get like mildly injured. Mm. Not like hurt. Sure, but, but like some one negative time, thing. Yeah. He was like, he hurt his knee jumping on my friend's daughter's trampoline. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really see what happened to him because I was standing in the yard with my friend, but you know, sure. they're jumping up and yeah, down. And I, I stand mean, him right there. Right. But I don't see if he tweaked it or he landed yeah. on it weird or, or bent the wrong way or anything like that. And he was really hurting. No. And when we got home, we were sitting on the couch and he wanted me to like carry him to the dinner table. Oh, wow. So he was sore. He for was sure. hurting. Yeah. And like, I was just sort of like, okay, well, mm. you know, he's a little bit clumsy, mm. my seven-year-old. And I would just worry. I was a little worried. And yeah. I get, I basically just tabled the idea. Yeah. So we didn't get one. Yeah. I haven't really revisited it, and I haven't really said one way or the other for sure. Sure. That I would or would not do yeah. it. 
I just sort of was like, well, we're just going to like let this thing go. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to get so involved in, in sports and sure. athletics that there's just not going to be time to go in the backyard and jump on the trampoline. Yeah. And it won't matter. So I just sort of dropped it. But things like that, we've, you know, the hoverboard, yeah. mm-hmm. the trampoline. My old seven-year-old also did like an archery class yeah. with my husband, and he really liked it. And it's funny because every year we get the Bass Pro yeah. Black Friday <laughs> catalog delivered to our house because mm-hmm. we have a Bass Pro shop in our town. Yeah. And we've bought things there. I don't oh, know if you sure. guys have ever gone. I mean, I'm sure you oh, have. Oh, we've but, been like, a bunch of times. You guys have never gone to Bass Pro? It is like a wonderland of things. Of all like, kinds of things. First of all, if you need a flannel shirt, oh, you have even to go a to cute Bass flannel shirt. Yeah, I have clothes from there. I think I wore a shirt from there actually this weekend. Well, my husband has like two or three flannel shirts that mm. he'll wear like on like weekends if we go out to dinner and it's like a cooler, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like a fancy restaurant Brandon type has meal. like a million flannels, but he's now snobby about his flannels. Yeah. But my husband, I went there with my friend. We were kind of just like killing some time. Mm -hmm. And I walked over to the clearance room. Yeah, plus they have an awesome aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's a really good place to see uh, Santa Claus, actually. They have a. Yeah, anyway. So we're still clearance room. Yes. I find this really nice, nice color, nice texture flannel Mm -hmm. for like $9.99 for my husband. And it's his size. And I immediately bought it. And he just wore it like two days ago. Yeah. Like he likes it. Thank Mm -hmm. God. Although $9.99, he could use it as a rag and I'd probably be fine with it. You know, but like, but still like, that's great. But anyway, but yeah. So we talked about getting my seven-year-old a bow, a nicer bow. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he really enjoyed archery. And I do think also, you know, because my kids are a little close in age, it's probably something they could share. Sure. Yeah. Especially if they were just like taking a lesson Mm -hmm. or practicing or doing this, even this like park district thing. Because you take turns. Sure. Uh, Or, you know, depending on the price of it, I don't really mind buying two of something. Yeah. Oh, no. Just depends on. I'd almost rather buy one and see if they both really liked it to the you know before buying too i think the (laughs) only hang up i have with with like guns and swords and bow and arrow Mm -hmm. things like that are that i have weird feelings about hunting i just like don't i'm definitely a carnivore okay don't get me wrong no no, i know i love you ate bacon today i made bacon yeah and we had bacon for breakfast and i put bacon today in dinner (laughs) in addition to and that was not the main course uh so we also had a protein we had pork tenderloin in addition to that so definitely a carnivore oh yeah but i just like have a really weird thing about killing my own food (laughs) i don't know I imagine if like the boogaloo happened and I had to, and you had to, to you hunt would to yeah. survive, I would come around pretty quickly mm-hmm. on that idea. But I think what it boils down to is one of the issues that I have with food is, and call me crazy, I don't care, <laughs> is that if it resembles what it looked like when it was alive, uh, I have a hard time eating like it. Like a fish or something, like that like it comes shrimp. Out. Yeah. Or like prawns or mm-hmm. like even lobster. Mm-hmm. And they they and look exactly fish. what they look like. Yes. Well, they're like still in their skeleton. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
so <laughs> I Can't I have do. a hard time like mentally getting past that <laughs> to Thank then you. eat and enjoy that food. And I know this because I had I made lobster tails myself one time and I was so disgusted Aww. by the process of making them that I've never eaten it since. Oh wow. And I just I I don't know mm-hmm. this is my problem is that I'm afraid that my hang up with food would carry over into like the hunting world. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't have like philosophical beliefs about hunting. No, it's, it's really just a personal thing. It's and not honestly if my kids grew older and mm-hmm. had the desire to go hunting, I don't think that I would have much of an opinion on it, aside from establishing that I'd want them to be smart oh, and sure. safe. Safe safety. Which but is other than that the way yeah. you feel about your kids going off to do anything. Yep. But I Agreed. definitely would feel that way. I mean, you know, you're gonna use weapons. So, you know, it's the safety is important. Safety becomes a bit bigger factor when yeah. you could actually kill somebody at the activity. <laughs> it's kind of in, you're uh, you're not wanting to eat something that resembles what it looked like alive is just kind of interesting. It, I told you it sounded crazy. I don't. I just don't know. No, why I mean that everybody is. has their thing. I'm not no don't judge no judgment thank at you. all. Like thank for you. sure. And I, I know that it's not like I mean clearly you're 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 not a vegetarian like. No. I mean, we already planned our giant steak dinner for, you know, you and my husband's birthdays. So I like, know. I mean, not... like, it's in my calendar to make the reservation. Right, yeah. So I know you're, I know you eat meat. I would say I have no, I don't care if anyone else wants to hunt. I'm not against it. I would have no desire to do it. Yeah. With, I, I mean, I think all. that's really like, more what it boils I don't, down I don't want to do it. I will eat whatever you catch if, or whatever, you kill. If I do not with... have to clean it or do anything well, else see, with it I, that's so, a big thing for me too have, is that i yeah. don't i don't want to have to turn it into steaks no no that's why i, I go to the meat market yeah i don't want to do that yeah i'm because I, for me that borderline that goes into yeah, the, the it looking like it did when it was alive it while it was yeah and no. i really like steak and chicken. yeah you don't want to ruin that for you and chicken like looks a, already looks a little bit like how it the did. The drumstick or like a, yeah? No, yeah, so fair. I have to get oh, past that interesting, already. Interesting. What do you, what would you hunt with a bow? I guess I need to do some research on this. I know nothing. I don't know. About hunting, like at all. Yeah, I am um, ashamed to say that I can't honestly answer what you would hunt with a bow. I, I'm sure I'm sure, sure there's there. things, but I have no clue. Yeah, but my... Um, maybe that's fun. My husband really has suggested getting our our seven-year-old into it so i definitely not into hunting my husband doesn't hunt he doesn't oh and doesn't have any interest in it yeah in in archery um yeah no my husband has i don't know if he's ever hunted but he has zero desire to hunt go play paintball a couple times in high school yeah we totally did that i think we might even still have a paintball gun somewhere in the garage i don't even know nephew has started to like ask when we're gonna go on like a family paintball oh, really? excursion oh. and i'm just sort of like uh i can't figure out if i'm too old for that i don't know i, I don't feel know if like... i can like crawl around on the ground I... and duck out of the way of like whizzing paintballs see going if by. we went like if we went for like the group of our college friends because we're all old it would be okay maybe because we're all old maybe but if we went with like your nephews who would be Who's fast like a 13 year old like, there's yeah. no chance no like, literally no chance yeah yeah so 
I think it would depend. Like, I would definitely be the first one to die at that point. That's you know? what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I mean, you can't be, like, running through the forest. No. First yeah. of all, yeah. you will trip on something. Oh, I will. I will trip we will, on I mean, oh, We will injure when ourselves. When I say you, I mean us. Yeah, no, no. We will injure ourselves. And, like, For sure. I, didn't secondly, even, I haven't even thought about paintball. You can't paintball. run fast enough. You yeah, won't. Yeah, no. Not you against can't. No. We're not in that that part be, of our lives. I, my, I don't even know if my kids know what paintball is, to be honest. It's just not as popular as it was. Which at is one kind point. of a bummer because paintball is kind of cool. It was fun. It was a good way to like shoot at people without having to worry about With basically no at consequences. It was paint. So, but see, that's actually a really good example of another hmm. like dangerous toy, if you will, it's or still, dangerous. You got gift. pelted. I mean, like you had Man, bruises. I remember getting shot yeah. in the back by my teammate, dude. We had some, and I'm big pretty sure bruises. I shot Brandon in the back one time, probably, uh, or yeah. the other way. It might have been the other way around. Either though. way, Not like sure. we definitely, but I definitely, I got shot in the hand one bruises. time. Yeah, and my, you know when you yeah. play paintball, you're like barehanded. You might yep. have like a jacket on, but you don't have anything covering your yeah. hands. And I had like a bruise on my finger. Oh man. Yeah, no, totally. I mean that that would be something dangerous, you know. Yeah, we um, paintball is dangerous, but also yeah. kind of exciting. So I think that that's actually the best example we've given that's of like really, yeah. almost justification for considering stuff like this. Yeah, me, um, our son had never, our seven year old had never shot a BB gun before this okay. year. He, we don't own it. I don't think we own any. We own guns. So it's not like we're anti-gun. Like sure, we're definitely not. Sure. Like me and my husband both have our Foids. He has his concealed carry. We own, you know, a handful of different guns. Like I've shot a shotgun. Like we've, I've gone skeet shooting. We've got a 22. We've probably got three piss, whatever. We got a bunch of guns. Um, but our, we don't have a BB gun and our son had never shot one. And his uh-huh. best friend's dad is a police sergeant and I believe he was on the SWAT team and he does gun safety. He hunts. He's got a black bear that he killed in his basement. Like it's tachyzodermy. I mean, so he, that's his thing. Like they do it. So all of their kids shoot BB guns. And they said like one time, you know, you know, our son was going over there for a sleepover or whatever. And they're like, is it okay if he does like we'll give him the sa- we'll teach him all the safety right. stuff you know we'll do all the things like we'll, we'll you know the mike would be there to watch him so it's mm-hmm. not like the kids are out in the backyard just shooting at whatever and i was like i mean okay like my kid is responsible like i don't think that he's gonna go off and you know rogue and whatever and sure. if you're in any environment where someone is teaching you it, having it be a cop who's done the training makes sense but we had never really thought about it i had never thought about it honestly because our son had never brought it up we just didn't like it's not something that really was top of mind at all so it was kind of like oh like i had to make kind of a like split second decision like is this okay or not like and so i said yes and then i called my husband because he was at work and i was like I said he could shoot a BB gun and you know I went through the like we know their family we know the dad like and mm-hmm. he's like you know if you know he's gonna show him the right way to do everything mm-hmm. and all that like it's fine but until then until this year we had never even thought about sure. it sure like at all so and now we're like asked him like do you want a BB gun because our backyard is perfect for it like right we live like I said on like an acre and a quarter we have a tree line in the back of our house 
and there is nothing but field behind us. Oh, wow. So we don't even have a neighbor behind us. There's nothing. Like, it's literally, like, hundreds of yards of field. Okay. So, like, if you're going to shoot at something and not have to worry about it, our backyard's perfect. Right. So we're like, we could think about doing this for Christmas if you want to. And he was like, I want a transformer. And I was like, all right, never mind. Okay. Don't worry about it then. (laughs) I guess this is not an issue. But maybe at some point it will be. Like, Mm -hmm. at some point he might. Our daughter's never shot one. I'm not against teaching her. I'd rather her know. Um, You know, they're both in mixed martial arts. Like, that's one of the things they do every week regularly. And, you know, all of that kind of understanding. I want them to know how to use a gun. I hope they never have to. But... You know, I do think that it's something I'm okay with them learning, mm-hmm. but at what age, in what context, where, like all of those things I never even thought about until this year. Never even crossed my mind. Right. So, and now I'm like, oh crap, there's so many things I have to consider. <laughs> yeah, I know. I And I think that it's like I said at the beginning, it's just like an unexpected yeah. thought process. You totally. never thought you were going to go through, that mm-hmm. you were going to have to have this conversation either with your spouse or with your kids or yeah. with family just to weigh in on what you, you know, what direction you want to go with this sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that there are people all over the place with this sort of thing. Oh, totally. I think that my biggest takeaway when it comes to actual weapons, mm-hmm. it, especially when your children are, you know, under 18, let's say, sure. uh, arbitrary, but yeah. let's say 18, is that they have to be able to make that separation between, you know, playing a video game with their friends, like yeah. Fortnite, where you pick True. up a, a gun and, machine gun yeah. and you shoot it at people that you that are, you know, not real. Mm-hmm. And the difference between that and picking up a bow and shooting it yeah and knowing that technically in real life you could kill somebody with that yeah that's we we actually we talk about that a lot in our household partially because of our oldest so mm-hmm. whether or not he understands pretend versus real life is really hard to know right right i can see that yeah so he is we we would not put him in the position where he would ever have a weapon most likely yeah like unless no. something drastically I mean, you know, changes i s- have seen him when they're playing the laser tag and yeah. he's playing with the toy gun and yeah you, know, you can see that the way that he handles it that mm-hmm. oh yeah he couldn't have a real one and i know it looks like a toy and it feels like a toy sure. and i have to assume that in some ways he knows that so yeah. it makes sense to me that he would spin it sure. around and play with it and mm-hmm. just like every other kid yes. that we yes. had playing with them did mm-hmm. but it's a valid concern yeah. to ask the question whether or not he would be able to kind of make that distinction and you're not going to put him in that position. No, I think, and this is not the topic, like we're not talking about gun control, whatever, but I do think that there's a lot of people out there that some of the tragedies that have happened are because some people do have some mental deficiencies that mm-hmm. they have a hard time differentiating pretend versus reality yeah and people like my son are in that category in some things they they can but in some things they can't or it might be very blurred yeah um so we would have a very different set of rules for our oldest versus our twins yeah for sure well and Mm. yeah i mean and like you said i mean that bails that boils down to understanding yes yes yeah and you don't have an effective way 
to, to evaluate that. Evaluate, no. mm-hmm. yes, no. to evaluate. His but even you know, like uh, they're they're twins, so they're the same age. So it's hard to allow one of them to have something and not the other. But if there came a time where one of them was much more responsible or oh, sure. things like that, there there might definitely be a you know difference in how we we treat them with things. Um, whether it be safety or other things. Well, so. I mean, we talked about this briefly when we talked about trusting our kids. Yeah. And I talked about how, you know, it's funny, my seven-year-old, there are moments where I feel like he is more responsible than my 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Where there are, there are times where I like will make a joke where I say, I could leave him home alone for three hours and he would be absolutely fine. Because he just has the independence. Yeah for that right oh, he's I get just it. like yeah. he's just like built that way mm-hmm. and not to say i couldn't do that with my 10 year old but for example if i said to my seven year old don't open the door for anyone i don't care if it's my best friend yeah if i didn't it. tell you they were coming mm-hmm. they're not welcome mm-hmm. and i've said those words uh to my kids when i've just like gotten up to get sure. in the shower exactly. don't open the door no one's coming over yep you know and um I know that my seven-year-old would remember that for the entire three hours I was hypothetically gone. Mm-hmm. But my 10-year-old, there is a possibility that 45 minutes would go by and he would forget that I said that and, yep. then, and then someone would knock someone on the door, the door and he would be like, like hey. oh, it's the boy down the street and I'm just going to go play with him. <laughs> and and he- that's fine because I know him and his mom's sitting outside their house, so she's around, so that's safe. And I would come home and he would, and this did not happen. This is a hypothetical. You could see it happening. But I could see that happening. Yeah. And so I think that it's not unreasonable (laughs) for you to assume that one kid may reach levels of responsibility before another. For sure. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Age really doesn't matter. Maturity level is. Who knows? I mean, and who knows where that's going to land? I mean, like I said, I got kids who are two and a half years apart. Yeah. And I, there are moments where I feel one way about one and one way about the other. Mm-hmm. And then those moments flip. True. Yeah, you know? for sure. My older child may not come off as, as responsible, but my younger, younger child certainly still like flies off the handle Yeah, and still gets really emotional. Mm-hmm. And my older child, while he occasionally gets emotional, doesn't have trouble calming Like down. regulating himself. Yep. Yes. And that's... That's yeah. another skill that Completely. you need to be responsible. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. you yeah. know, who knows what comes into play when you make I don't those know. decisions. We shall right? see. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, there's definitely things that as our children have gotten older have been like, oh crap, I haven't even thought about this or what do I do with this? Or right. there's things that they could be a danger to themselves or others um, that now we have to start evaluating, you know? Yeah. There's, yes. there's a whole lot less toys that our kids want. Well, and you and I talked a lot about that this weekend because we were together. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Christmas. Yep. We're trying to make plans. Mm-hmm. What are we going to get our kids? And I had brought a couple of little like games and things. Mm-hmm. And you expressed a very strong interest in your son getting the snap circuits game, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. basically like setting up like electrical circuits, doing more complex like mm-hmm. wiring stuff. And uh, he got like super into it (laughs) when we were playing with it. Yeah. And he was, he actually did say, by the way, while you were gone, that he was going to ask for it. Was he? he? Yes. Okay. All right. So I think that's I thought it was something he would like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we talked a lot about, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're right. Toys just like aren't, I mean, my oldest wants a cell phone. Yeah. You know, it's not a toy. I mean, he's going to 
play video games on it. Sure. That's what he wants it for. But but it's not a toy. It's not a it's not a action figure. It's not a you know. I will say my daughter a little bit more is still into dolls a little bit. Yeah. Um, like the American Girl dolls sure. and stuff like well, that. Even my ten year old, you know, we get the like. You know, you get like the holiday catalog from oh, like, yeah. Amazon and Target. And we actually got one from Meyer. We did too. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I always have them go through and they circle. They circle stuff. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know what? Why should I pick a bunch of stuff that I think they'll like? Yeah. No, why I want them put, to pick. I literally am like, all right, pick list. your stuff. Like, let yeah. somebody buy mm-hmm. this for them. And my son, my 10 year old, and this is not the first time that these have been in this catalog, has mm. circled like the same Marvel action figures. <laughs> Every year. Yeah. And he gets them like every year, though. We already have them. Stop circling them. <laughs> Don't yeah. circle okay. them. We have enough. That's so fine. So I like yeah. saw that he circled them again. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I'm not going to put this on your list. Right. You already have this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say my, yeah. So our seven-year-old boy, he would love that snap circuit. So I'm going to have mm-hmm. to look into that. But mm-hmm. like he asked for a remote control car this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a toy, but also my husband has a remote control car, so it feels like it's a toy that transcends childhood into adulthood. <laughs> you know, that's interesting actually, because my brother built his own when he was growing up, and mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe you could like go that route, yeah. do this like snap circuit thing, and then maybe kind of transition it into him like building his own. Brandon talks about car. going to like Hobby Town instead of like buying the stock remote control car yeah. and buying like a we kit still have or my something brothers. yeah i do think that my son would, would get be like very on fire hot though probably. i remember i remember him driving it around <laughs> at moraine valley oh my god and like before there were all the buildings that are there now yeah yeah and it was just like yeah. one building mm-hmm. and then a bunch of like free space yeah that's where i learned lots. part of, besides the cemetery that's the other place i learned to drive yeah was moraine because it was just a huge ass parking lot yeah and just went and then the cemetery because there's already dead people so those two were where i learned how to drive but specifically i remember in the snow my dad took me to the so moraine valley is a community college by us um and took me there to learn how to drive in the snow because it was just an open parking lot and it's funny that we're talking about driving because Getting a car is one of the most dangerous toys you ever go to buy oh, for your for kid. For sure. Yeah, Hypothetically, that's true. assuming that's a route that you go someday that you give them access to a car. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we will spend an entire oh episode God. on this conversation Episodes, at some but point. Yeah. But I think that the car conversation will illustrate the same point that we're illustrating right now, which is that it's you have to feel right about it and you have to mm-hmm. trust them. And yes. you have to know that they are trustworthy and they have the capacity to understand what the responsibility mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, whether it's a pogo stick mm-hmm. or a hoverboard mm-hmm. or a BB gun or a bow and arrow or whatever the trampoline, mm-hmm. whatever the item is that has yeah. maybe an inherently dangerous element to it, yeah. that it boils down to the same thing the car conversation yeah. boils down to. Responsibility, maturity. Whether they can make good decisions or not, if you trust Ugh. them. To I mean, make isn't good that what decisions. every episode is about? Are I mean, it's what life decisions? is about, honestly. Am I making good decisions? I mean, I don't sometimes. Know. Sometimes. I try. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's drink this other beer. Yeah, so this is an IPA. I, I yeah. looked on the can. Does it have a name or is it just called IPA? I think it's just called IPA, huh? Why a can? Better for the beer, better for our planet, better on the go. 
All right, cool. Most people would argue that cans actually do a better job of preserving beer. Yeah, so. I mean, there, there's no light. There's no, you know, I mean, well, it's, bottle caps aren't always 100% nope, sealed. Exactly. So you, there's always a chance of letting both light and air in, which both negatively affect beer. beer. Yeah. So I used to, my father actually, I don't even know, I don't know if this is still the case, although I think it might be, will not drink beer from a can. Hmm. Because he feels like it's like lesser, yeah. <laughs> like because the beer that comes in cans historically, sure, has been lower price point, yeah, cheaper beer, you know, yeah. I mean, Budweiser and Coors and those beers came in bottles. That yeah. stuff comes in bottles. It comes in cans now, of course. It, yeah, everything. Does, everything but, comes in cans and bottles nowadays. Yes, but like now, I mean, frankly, most craft beer places all do pint cans and they're not cheap no (laughs) so no but back in the day yeah i could see that and also obviously the price of aluminum goes up and down so that completely fluctuates but my parents never drank beer like they still don't drink beer my my father buys a case of wine for my mom like once a month ish she drinks a lot of wine um dude and my life right my dad's favorite tequila is now discontinued, which is yeah very dis- he's very I'm distraught feeling... over this. We, my <laughs> husband and I, had a conversation about it because I texted him when you yeah. mentioned the tequila to me, and I c- talked to him about it when he got home. In addition to you sure, know, sure, him yeah. responding to my text and saying it doesn't exist, yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I, he's so bum, you know, he's going to be so disappointed he is, because he's distraught. Yes, he's not going to be able to get this thing. And my husband was just like, it just doesn't exist. Like yeah, it's just nowhere. It Nobody and, has it. No, that's not, the thing. Nobody makes a similar one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, anyways, regardless, we're distraught over alcohol, but yeah. not today. We are drinking our we IPA. All this we do, no. and. Uh, we're this gonna is good. drink this classic IPA. Yeah, nice bitter aftertaste, yeah. but but smooth. Mm-hmm. What you would expect, not overwhelming. Yeah, it's a solid. Not, I mean, nothing, nothing added. Just mm. IPA. I mean, it's got it's, good carbonation. It's a nice yellow. Yeah, it's got a good head. It's got a good aroma to it. It's, yeah, it smells like. An, that's the thing about IPAs is you, if it's a good IPA, you're never gonna mistake the smell of an IPA like it's the same with the taste though don't you think i mean i do think yeah there are times where someone gives me a beer and i taste it and i'm like okay what exactly is this yeah and i try to like yeah you know and i i think i have a fair amount of beer experience but there are times where i'm like um yeah what style is this what is this exactly because there's a couple where there's a couple i just haven't had enough Mm -hmm. to be able to be like oh this is this yeah and i can identify this every time what did we have yesterday the photo uh oh a photo but it was a photo pale ale yeah narrow that combina- gauge that's the other thing when there's a combination of things i'm like i have no idea yeah like, i just i would never have been yeah. able to tell you what but you're that right ipa is is an ipa is an ipa Basically. a solid ipa yeah. like a regular Basically. ipa um is you sh- and it should taste how yeah. it tastes yeah so totally th- yeah so this is this is solid i mean it's it's good it's what an ipa should taste like yep so yep yeah, I like it. West Sixth Brewing. West Sixth Brewing in Lexington, well, yeah. Kentucky. Lexington, Louisville, Newport. Yeah, or Franklin now. or Frankfurt. Frankfurt. 
Sorry. The farm. <laughs> I think it's in Frankfurt. Oh, okay. I was like, which one? So I remember all that. of those have tap all rooms. If you're somewhere in Kentucky, you can probably find a location somewhere close by. So That sounds good. Yeah. Check them yeah, out. I'll have to check that out and, uh, you know, tell us what you guys think about mm-hmm. dangerous gifts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell us your opinions, what we haven't thought about, what I should expect my seven-year-old to ask for next year. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. A bomb. Tell me what I'm, <laughs> tell me what I'm missing. All right. I know, right? <laughs> Just a bag of grenades. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Let's uh, never have that conversation. No, we're moving All on. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.